it's also really important to go to some of those communication lectures, to go to wellness lectures. You know, you can get so much out of those. And sometimes I leave conferences with more takeaways from those than the scientific sessions. Welcome to the Sawyer Vet Now What, the podcast. This is a show that serves as your audio mentor in your journey as a veterinarian. And each week, Our awesome host, Dr. Mariah McCauley, will be bringing you insightful short-form interviews with happy, successful vets who are eager to share their career and clinical tips to make your life easier. So whether you're a final year vet student or a recent graduate, this podcast is your trusted companion on the pathway to success in veterinary medicine. Over to you, Mo. Welcome back to So You're a Vet, Now What? I am your host, Dr. Mariah McCauley. Today on the podcast, I am joined by the familiar voice of Dr. Kate Boatwright. Kate also shares a passion for mentorship, and I am so excited for her because she recently published her mentorship manual, which provides step-by-step instructions on how to set up a mentorship program in a practice. It's so cool, you guys. Well, today's episode continues along our theme of providing mentorship tips for new and early career veterinarians as we've recorded this episode at VMX, the Veterinary Meeting and Expo. Attending a conference such as VMX can be quite daunting if you've never been before. For starters, there were 26,000 attendees this year, which is a shockingly large number. I think there was like 29,000 last year, but still, very large number. So listen along today as we share our strategic tips on how to get the most out of your next veterinary conference. All right, let's jump into it. Hey, Kate, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be back with you, Mariah. I know, long time no speak, I guess. That's way to put it. Yeah, yeah. So we are going to kind of rip roll through some top tips for conferencing. And going to a conference as a new grad can be quite overwhelming. You don't really know what you're supposed to be doing. You're kind of following the crowd being like, maybe I'm doing this right. But we're going to rapid fire through five top tips that we have from our years of experience of conferencing. Kate, you have more than I do. But to kick us right off, when you go to a, a conference, like we're at VMX right now, there is a crap ton of options when it comes to CE and which lectures you're going to go to. So Kate, how do you choose which lectures you're going to go to and to make sure that you can actually get to the ones you want to? Yeah. So for me, I go to multiple conferences a year with my speaking. So it's a little easier for me now to pick and choose. But when I was a new grad, the approach that I took, I have two different approaches that I'll use. So one is if there was a particular area that I really wanted to focus on, like I think the first time I went to Western Conference, which is another huge one, I was like two years out of school. And I was like, I really want to focus on internal med and optho. So I ignored everything else in the program that wasn't in those tracks. So that helped to narrow down my options and not get distracted by other things. One day I would stick with the optho track and one day I would stick with an internal med track. So that's one way I do it. The other way I do it is I go through and look at all of the lectures that are offered and I just first pass through, mark anything that sounds remotely interesting based on the title. And I make a second pass through, read the description because sometimes the titles sound like one leading. Yeah, Yeah. they sound like one thing. And then you read the description and you're like, oh, that's not what I was expecting. So that helps me narrow it down a little further. 
And then I'll go through, if they have proceedings available, pull up the proceedings because there are some speakers, and now I'm going to have a bunch of people not attending my lectures because I'm one of these speakers, who put very detailed notes in their proceedings. So if you have a speaker that has super detailed notes, okay, I can get a lot out of those notes reading Mm -hmm. them later. Yeah, I don't necessarily have to attend. Now, there's always going to be pearls worth attending for. But for me, if I find, hey, there's two and I can't pick between them, I'll go to the one that has the less detailed notes available, figuring that I'm going to take more away from it and I can still get something out of the other Mm. information, even if I can't claim the credit for Mm. it. No, that's a really good way. I, I honestly, I forget to look at some of the descriptions and really go through them. You can either read those proceedings and decide, hey, maybe I do or don't want to go to the the actual talk, or you can also bring them with you to the talk and you can fill them out, flush them out a bit more. So I love all your tips so far. The one I'm going to add is for these bigger conferences like VMX, where there are different buildings almost where each of the lecture courses are held. And you may go through that first pass and you say, I want to do all of these different talks today. But then you realize when you get to the conference, (laughs) kind of like I did, that they're held in completely different buildings. And so you may not have enough time to scurry your butt across the road and not get stuck in traffic to get to the next talk. So one way you could potentially organize it is that you say, you know what, today And which, thankfully, I will say, most of these talks are organized in a location based on topic so that you can pretty much say, today I'm going to stay in this building and then tomorrow I'm going to stay in that building and kind of work it that way. But a lot of great tips for making sure that you get the CE that you want because you're here to have fun. You're here to enjoy these things. Absolutely. And so that kind of brings us into the next little bit. And you have one more top. I do. I have one one more more to comment on that. So don't forget about the professional development CE. Because I think a lot of us come and we're here for, you know, to get our CE credit. And in my state in Pennsylvania, I can't count anything that's a non-scientific talk towards my license renewal. Which is a whole other topic of a disagreement. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we'll get to that a different day. <sighs> but it's also really important to go to some of those communication lectures, to go to wellness lectures, because there are some amazing... <clears throat> Mentorship lectures. <laughs> yes. There are some amazing speakers out there in those areas that, you know, you can get so much out of those. And sometimes I leave conferences with more takeaways from those than the scientific sessions. So don't forget to look at those mm-hmm. in when you're planning your CE. Yes. Have a healthy mix between the two. Because again, this is all information you're going to take back to your team. And as much as the science part is important to your team and providing good care to your clients and your patients, the communication and wellness side is really important for you and your team. So make sure you're spending time there as well. So now moving on to the next topic is planning for networking. You've already spent all this time creating your schedule around which lectures you're going to go to, but please don't miss out on what I think is probably the more fun aspect of it all, which is the networking, which granted for those of us who are like introverted extroverts or whatever the worry around it is, but you get exhausted by spending a lot of time with people. I understand this can be a harder part, but it is so, so important. So Kate, walk us through what you do to make sure you have the time for the networking and how you set up those sessions. Yeah. So at a lot of conferences, they'll have an exhibit hall. That's the greatest place to start networking because all of those people who are exhibiting in the hall, they're there. They want to talk to you. Sometimes to the point of you're like, okay, please leave yeah, me like alone. That's enough. 
<laughs> um, as you're walking down, you're like, no, I'm trying to get to that. And they're like, here's my business card. And you're like, thanks. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let me scan your badge. And then you have to unsubscribe to like 50 emails after the conference. <laughs> but anyways, so the exhibit hall is a great place to start. And also just because the environment is, it's meant to be there for networking. Yeah. And then some conferences will also have specific networking events. A lot of conferences will have like student events or young professionals events. So check those out too, because that's a great way if you're looking for a mentor or someone like that to get into that. But my big tips for networking. So one is, you know, take some business cards so you can hand them out to people you want to follow up with. And make sure you keep a pen on you because when you're getting business cards from people, like Mariah said, you're going to get a bunch of business cards shoved into your hand sometimes. And that may not be someone you actually want to follow up with. But if you get into a really good conversation with someone, you want to follow up with them. Maybe you think, hey, this person could be a really great mentor because they're doing something mm -hmm. that I want to do. Make a little note on their business card so that when you get home and you're going through this stack of business cards and you can't remember who's who and who you actually want to talk to, you've got that little reminder yep. because then you say, oh yes, I definitely want to call this person. Or if there's a specific topic that you're like, oh, that's why, like, that's what I was talking about with them. Like make a note of it because it'll just spark it in your brain to be like, oh yeah, that's right. That's what I wanted to talk with them about. And you can follow up with that follow-up email, text, phone call, or whatever based on that, and you'll have a better connection as well. So I think those are fantastic tips. Like as I've gone through these different conferences and trying to really connect with people, that has been, it's a really hard thing to do to network. Thankfully, like I have more of the social media side of things. And so I'm doing a little bit more networking on that respect. But even today, like this is day one of VMX and I've already been walking around being like, oh my gosh, hi, hi, you're here. Like just really sparking up conversation. And honestly, most of the time, even if people aren't really sure who you are, just by you being brave enough to go up to them and say, hey, hi, I like what you do. I'd love to chat with you for a little bit. Even if it's only five minutes and it's a passing conversation, that builds your confidence, that builds your skills, builds your people persona. And it's going to really help you when you do go back to your practice, or even maybe you do follow up with one of those business cards. And now you have a lifelong mentor or friend or just colleague. And so it is a very, very important but overlooked aspect of these conferences. Yeah. So. And I would add that for the people who like you might be walking around the exhibit hall going, oh my gosh, Mariah McCauley, I love her podcast. I'm so scared to talk to her. But you know, I've had people come up to me and they're like, oh my gosh, you're right the boat or you're Kate Boatwright. Yeah. And like, it's very flattering to me. It's so um, weird though. It I'm is, like, it is surreal. I'm, like, I'm not famous. What are you doing? <laughs> yes, but, but it is surreal. So like, don't like, it gives us a little boost of confidence yes. when you come say hi to us, you know, that we know we're reaching people mm -hmm. and we know that what we're doing matters. And it's just that little extra bump. Yes. And so, you know, and I won't lie, there's still sometimes where I'm intimidated to go up to people. Yes. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a different category from you. Like, Wah. but then you remember that they're just like us, quite yeah. honestly. And they started where exactly. you are now. Are you a new or recent veterinary graduate? If so, listen up, my course, So Your Vet, Now What? has been put together specifically for you. We focus on the non-clinical skills, don't tune out. This is not as dull as it sounds, I promise you. In fact, almost every career problem that people face are due to not having well-developed non-clinical skills. 
The skills that I'm talking about are things like client communication, so you have great relationships with clients. Emotional intelligence, so you've got great relationships with your teammates. Effective negotiation skills, so you can get paid what you are worth. Management of imposter syndrome and how to build formidable resilience. They're not just skills, they are prerequisites vital for success in financial and emotional well-being. This course serves as an essential stepping stone to your success. So let's take the leap together. I will be your mentor as we go through 12 modules helping you transition from being a student to being a fully rounded professional. Head to www.drdavenickel.com forward slash S-Y-A-V class to learn more. Now back to the show. And that has been some, honestly one of the coolest things is if you are nervous about going up to say hi to someone as a mentor, just someone that you've seen on social media, like remember that again, they were in the same exact position, but I would say about 99.99999% of everybody in this profession or that I've met in these conferences, like they are excited and they're happy to say hi to you. Like it's not something where they're going to really cold shoulder you for like a major reason. So yeah, go and say hi. It's worth it. It's fun. Like, don't miss out on the networking side. And we're all used to having our conversations interrupted when we're trying to, like, be at these events. So, you know, just kind of, you can kind of stand at the side. Mm -hmm. Usually, you know, I'll catch someone out of the corner of my eye and be like, oh, I think they want to either want to talk to me or they want to talk to the person I'm talking to. (laughs) So, yeah, it's absolutely fine. Come up and say hi to us um, or other people. But as we're talking about networking in the Expo Hall, here at VMX, the Expo Hall is a very massive part of this conference. It's huge. There's a lot of money that goes into making it what it is. And there's just so many different vendors, so many different people to talk to. It's a maze when you're in there. And this is not just at VMX. We're talking about like AVMA, like any of these other big conferences, the Expo Hall is a very large portion of where you'll spend your time. So how do you make sure that you don't get A, lost, B, trampled, fighting over a pair of socks, <laughs> please don't fight over socks, and see just getting the most out of the expo hall. Yeah. So for me, so I love the expo hall. I'm going to do a side story here. Okay. So when I was a kid, my mom's a pastor. So I would go to her big national conferences when she would go. They happened every other year. So like my first one when I was like six months old. So anyway, so a lot of my downtime as a kid was me and my dad going around the expo hall. And I would come back to the room with this like giant bag of freebies and I started calling it trick or treating. It's amazing. So (laughs) like as a kid, for me, that was the best trick or treating was going around the expo hall and getting all these freebies. And if you have a cute kid, you probably get more freebies. You definitely do because they're like, oh, here's five pens for you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But yes, I haven't paid for a pen in... Ever, (laughs) (laughs) except for some. Okay, I've paid for some of my nice pens, but most of the pens I use around the clinic never paid for. But that's the one request from my techs every year when I go to conferences is bring back pens. So yes, the freebies are awesome. A lot of times in the programming or the app or things, they'll have giveaways and things. So if there's a specific company that you want to sit down with, they'll usually have a list of all the booths and where they are. So you can flag like, Hey, I want to go to booth number 300. They do have numbers. Sometimes they're a little hard to navigate, but you can at least get in the general vicinity. And yeah, I have a horrible sense of direction. So I just wander. I can't really hours goes by. (laughs) Yeah. I can't tell you how not to get lost because I do, but yeah, it's just, you know, stop, say hi to people who seem interesting 
companies, you know, there's demos, there's all kinds of great stuff in the expo hall. So don't miss out on that. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun. I am waiting for the expo hall to open here at VMX. I have a couple of companies that I want to go to. They're already on my list. I'm trying to figure out again, the map of where they are so that I can kind of beeline to there, get all the information that I need and then go peruse and get lost in the maze. But you'll find that there are specific like hot ticket items that everyone is like, I really want that stuff dinosaur for some stupid reason but it's just like that herd mentality but anyway don't get sucked into it but it is kind of fun to just go and get all the freebies and don't miss out on the pens yeah. but don't forget that if you're taking a bunch of stuff out of the expo hall you've got to get it home. home yes i may have the first time i came to vmx i flew southwest where you get two free checked bags i may have packed a completely empty suitcase to come down here the first time no i judgment. came just so I could take back as much stuff as possible. <laughs> Not judging you. I made the error of doing a carry-on and having basically it was like a liquid item that should have been in a check bag. So they had it was like an ice pack, I think it was. They literally looked at it and they're like, we don't know what to do with this. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed to take that in my carry-on, but whatever. Anyway, so Expo Hall, get the most out of it. It's super fun. Don't miss out. So next bit is what to wear, which is very different depending on the conference that you're going to. So like Kate and I have both been to the Veterinary Leadership Conference. Very different attire to what we are now currently wearing for VMX. I'm wearing sneakers and jeans right now, which would be a no-no for VLC. Kind of talk us through all that. Yeah. So, I mean, you will see people in everything from pajamas to scrubs to, you know, just casual, comfortable to full suits and dresses. And so I, for what I do, since I am, you know, working on trying to grow my speaking and writing business and my consulting business, I tend to go business casual a lot of the time. It's a safe bet to do that. Yeah. So business casual, you're always going to be safe. But if there are days where, you know, hey, I don't have any meetings scheduled with anyone, I'm not speaking, I will definitely do like jeans and a nice top because it is more comfortable. Yes. And, you know, I don't like dressing up. I don't wear business casual to work. I wear, you know, nice pants and a scrub top. So for me, it's, you know, I'll dress to it a little bit. But I think the most important thing is no matter what you wear, have some layers. Yes. The conference hall can get chilly. And the thing is like, we're here in Florida. So outside, 78 degrees. Inside, 56. <laughs> yeah. And the opposite sometimes too. Like yeah. some of those networking events. Oh, they get toasty. Remember yeah. the one in VLC? Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, we were all like sweating. I was at one last night and I had to go to a second one. I had to stop in my hotel room and like freshen up between because I felt so sweaty, sweaty and gross. gross. <laughs> yeah. So definitely bring your layers. Usually before you go to a conference, there will be information on what to wear and what is appropriate or what they're expecting. So that way you can pack appropriately. But again, have stuff if you're planning on like going out, which we're going to talk about here just in a second, going out after conference time, um, hanging out with friends, like have a little bit of variety. So jumping into our last topic of the episode is how to take care of yourself, how to feed and hydrate yourself during a conference, because no one likes a hangry human. No one likes dehydrated humans. So Kate, how do we make sure we stay fed and hydrated? Yeah. So, and this comes down to, especially when you're a new grad and, you know, your CE funds only go so far. So <laughs> 
things are very expensive in the expo halls. So, you know, sometimes that's not the best place to get lunch if you don't want to spend like $12 for a slice of pizza. Mm -hmm. You know, the food's okay, but you know, it's an expo hall Mm -hmm. food. So usually a lot of conferences, there will be restaurants around that you can, you know, plan to head out to for a quick bite to eat. I always bring an empty water bottle with me so that I can keep it refilled. If I forget, I'll buy a plastic water bottle the first day and then just keep filling Filling it up because I don't want to pay $4 every time I want to drink. I'm a caffeine person, so I've got to have my pop. Yes, it's pop where I'm from. from Pennsylvania, so I get it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll usually like buy one or maybe two of those a day. Sometimes if I'm at a long conference, if there's like a convenience store nearby, I'll go buy a 12 pack. Oh, it's so much cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. And just stick it in my room. So I have it. But there will also be a fair bit of free food and Mm -hmm. drinks. This is where it goes back to networking, you guys. Yes. Network, network, network. Yes. Go to those networking events. There's usually like snack breaks and things where you can pick up like a can of pop or something Mm -hmm. like that. But yeah, go to the evening events. A lot of companies will have socials and things mm-hmm. like that. Some of them are invite only and some of them are just open, come on in. Yeah. Some of them, maybe you get the invite when you're in the exhibit hall talking and they're like, hey, we have an event tonight. You should stop by. Or you know, your friend's like, hey, I'm going to this. Come with me. So I tend to, my dinners are usually hopping from networking event to networking, networking events. events. You don't have to worry about paying for dinner. At yeah. Least. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the other thing when I was early in my career, like go down to the hotel bar yeah. and look for other people with the badges around their neck and just be like, Hey, you're here for VMX. I am too. Yeah. Get to talking to them. And you know, one, it's a great way to network. And two, sometimes someone will take pity on you as, as a poor recent grad and oh, be like, yes. I'll pay for your dinner or I'll pay for that, that drink. Has happened. No, that has legitimately happened just to be like, I'm a new grad. This is my first time here. What do you recommend? And they'll be like, Hey, us and our group of friends, we're going to this dinner. You want to come? And then you'll be like, I'm wanted. Yay. <laughs> I don't have to eat yes. by myself in the hotel room. So, yes. yeah. And the reason they're doing that is because somebody else did it for, for them. them. So, pay it forward yes. when you're out where we are. Like, you know, I actually went out with a vet student and another colleague when at VLC this year. And the colleague and I were like arguing over which one of us was going to pick up the tab. <laughs> um, but there was no question that that vet student was not paying for dinner. Yeah. No, that is just this huge part. It's so much fun. And I, again, this is day one of VMX. It's my first time here, but there's so many things that I'm looking forward to. I've already run into so many of my friends. Like there's so much fun that you can have at a conference. So if you are a new grad or a recent grad who's thinking like, oh, I have to go do this stupid CE every single year. Like, no, live it up. Get the most bang for your buck is honestly what to say about it and have fun with these things. Like you will not regret it. Anything else to add there, Kate? No, I love conferences. Go out, get it. Yes, there's great online CE too, but there is nothing that replaces an Mm in-person conference. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can do in-person like here at VMX. There are cruises you can go on. There's a beach you can go to. Like there's so many amazing places you can go for CE. But with that, we're going to wrap up the episode here. Kate, thank you once again for joining on the podcast and you know we'll have you back soon. Sounds good. All right, bye guys. So that's it for another show. Thank you so much to Dr. Mariah and her guests for today's tips. And if you're interested in learning more about what we do to support early stage vets in their careers, then check out my book, Sorry Vet Now What? or Non-Clinical Skills Training Class of the same name. Until next time, take care. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.